about that action on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by MyBookie.ag. Winning season continues at MyBookie, and they're now offering a free $20 bet with the promo code SGP20. That's MyBookie.ag, promo code SGP20, to get a free $20 bet with your first deposit. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy is a new daily fantasy sports app built specifically for player props. Download the app in the App Store and use promo code SGP for an instant deposit match up to $50. That's thrivefantasy.com, promo code SGP, sign up and prop up today. We're also brought to you by Ace Per Head. Ace is the leader in paperhead providers and they make it super easy to start your own sports book. Plus, Ace is offering up to six weeks free over at aceperhead.com slash SGP. That's aceperhead.com slash SGP. Lastly, we're brought to you by Sean Green. Pre-order Sean Green's latest comedy album, This Loss Hurts Us All, for only $3.99. That's right, only $3.99. Just head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Sean. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Sean. Welcome everyone to Bout That Action on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Kyle Waddy Watnell, joined by my co-host and partner in picks, Mark Megatron Glass. How you doing, Mark? I'm doing fantastic. I couldn't complain. I'm getting paid to hang out with you. That's right. What else could I want? Back to our Sunday morning recording slot uh, here in beautiful San Diego. Do you have a good weekend? Yeah, I think it's been uh, pretty productive. A little gloomy weather in Southern California. Do Do you have a chill night last night? Just hang out? Hung out, watched the baseball game. Ooh, I was going to say, do you have a better night than the Dodgers had last night? I think we all, I think most people had a better night than the Dodgers did oh last night. I've had goodness. worse nights in the past, but that one, that one was, that was, that was bad news bears right there. Right. For those who haven't, who, who didn't see it, uh, Dodgers up, what, seven, six, bottom of the ninth, two outs, man on first and second. Uh, Guy steps up to the plate who I've never heard of before, right? Yeah, they were saying uh, I had never heard of him either. They're, he he was a defensive replacement. He bats, <laughs> he's batted less than 200 right. for like the last few years, and uh, he hadn't played in like 10 games. It's like that's the guy you want right. up there. Like, right. Besides a pitcher, that's the guy you want batting. Not the guy you expect to be the hero, but he hits what you know should be a single out to uh, to right field yeah tie the game to tie the game uh runner comes home but then the outfielder misplays that ball right as the second runner came from first is rounding third he decides to round third when he sees that ball gets misplayed gets sniped out of nowhere (laughs) trips over his own feet uh (laughs) hops back up looks like he's dead in the water he's about to go back to third but then the, the throw to the catcher gets away, and he ends up scoring for a walk-off win in the World Series. Yeah. What a blooper. Dude, that's in, like, game four to me, that's like the biggest game. It's a like, huge That's the game. difference between the tied series and 3-1. Right. And 3-1, you don't have a LeBron James. You're not, you're not coming back from that. Right, just a huge momentum game, right? A huge momentum shift. Now they're 2-2. Now it's, it's, anyone's, yeah. it's anyone's World Series. Absolutely brutal. I, w- I was texting with, with my buddy who is a big baseball guy, played college baseball, huge Dodger fan mm. growing up in Southern California and all that. And uh, I was saying, like, what do you, what is, what's the coach say to you after the game there? Like, you're two outs in the biggest game of 
franchise history to date probably right Right. or in the last like 50 years at least yeah it's huge yeah Yeah, that's like a game where you get that last out and like you're realistically winning your first world series in decades right and you have two egregious errors (laughs) on the same play and i was telling him i was like because i've only ever uh played soccer at Mm -hmm. like a decent level so like for me i know that if my team in a game that important last play of the game you made two huge mistakes like that We'd be in the locker room for an hour after the game, getting <laughs> getting torn apart, like yep. the most personal attacks on you. Like it'd be, it'd be ridiculing your whole family, right? right? right. Depending on what country you're in, like you, <laughs> you you would be fearing for your life. It's true, it's true. He was saying in baseball though, he, he described what the Dodgers defensively did in that game as quote near perfect, which I'm just taking that at face value because he's the expert. You let up six runs. I don't know if that's near yeah, perfect. I don't know those about are that. his words. But basically, the Dodgers defense had a great game up until then. So uh-huh. he was like. You can't really rip them so hard in the middle of a series and just wreck their confidence. Also, was, where, where was the pitcher? The pitcher backs up the catcher on that play. The pitcher, I, I read something about this. The pitcher needs to be backing up the catcher in case the right. ball gets away. I, I, I think it didn't matter at that point. Like, it got away. I think yeah. he was going to score regardless. Yeah, okay, maybe. But, like, that's just another another thing. Defensively, the, the pitcher should be behind the catcher on that play to back up the throw in case it gets away. I mean, let's be honest. That guy was dead in the water. The runner was oh, so yeah, dead. Oh, yeah, he tripped halfway through the They might have had a chance. Bases, they yeah. might have had a chance if the, if the pitcher was back there. Anyway, yeah, you're right. Yeah, tough just night to be a Dodger to- fan. Total bummer. Um, a bummer for your, your future bet on the, on the Dodgers as well. So hopefully they can turn it around. Yeah, it's still alive. If but, they uh, lost the World Series, oh, man, looking back at that play, is gonna be, it's going to become even, even more famous. So we'll see if they're able to still secure the World Series and make everyone forget about it. But, wow, what an ending to Game 4. Yesterday was just a great sporting day overall. I mean, we, we were watching TV all day, right? You watched uh, the UFC 254. Yeah, I loved the, the early, the late morning Yeah, UFC. it was kind of fun. It was awesome. I could get yeah. used to that, honestly. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, let's go ahead and dive into Financial Investing 101 segment. Uh, let's break down the UFC 254 fights, how we did betting on them. Uh, opening up the main card, uh, we had Ankalaev and Kutilaba. We both took Ankalaev in that one. Uh, we kind of broke down why, why, why we thought he was uh, a level above Kutilaba. One of the most brutal knockouts of the night. <laughs> that was that's crazy. Like, I think I texted you after. I was yeah, like, you did. holy shit. Yeah, that's one of those that's like pretty hard to watch. Um, I don't know how the ref let that go yeah, for like six, <laughs> yeah. like just fucking six ground and pound, absolute just bang, bang, strikes bang. to the face. Like, yeah, he uh, he put him down, and then and then it was one of those where he like put his lights out, and he took a couple punches when he was out too, which is always pretty brutal to watch. But um, quite a an energetic and exciting start to the card, and a one and zero start to our night, which was nice. Um, then we, what we what do we have next? We had uh, Lauren Murphy. Lauren Murphy. Yeah, stud. Yeah, that uh, Uzbekistani chick mm-hmm. coming out in t-shirt and shorts. <laughs> you're, you're getting your ass beat for that reason I saw, alone. I saw a tweet that said uh, Lauren Murphy just choked out uh, the bass player from the Beatles because her hair. <laughs> <laughs> Did she look like she looked like a Jonas brother from like when we were growing up? Yeah, she did. I mean, no disrespect to her, like, but yeah, Lauren Murphy. Who I didn't realize that Lauren Murphy has a 19-year-old son. Yeah, right. How do you raise a child and also be a UFC fighter? Good for her. Yeah. Much respect to Lauren Murphy, and thank you for earning me a little bit of cash. <laughs> yeah, thank you for the money. Uh, easy to say now. Yeah, that was great. Then we had a, a pretty much a, what was next? It was a Phil Hawes, right? Or no, Jacob. Yeah. He, it, we picked Phil. We, yeah, we picked Phil Hawes. It was, and he won. Yeah, it was Phil Hawes. Uh, it was kind of like a, 
it felt like a bit of a setup fight. Jacob Malkoon coming in 4-0, not a lot of experience. You look at the two guys and their physiques are like totally on different yep, pages. Yep. And you're like, all right, you know, this this feels like a fight to get Phil Hawes some spotlight on a pay-per-view. And yeah. that's exactly what happened. Just an 18-second day in the office. Megatron respect Megatron, right, Mark? Yeah, I, you got to respect the Megatron family. He took care of that guy quick. With uh, It was like a right hand, then a left hook to follow. The guy, guy went out cold. Uh, as yeah, I think those expected. are hilarious because, like, obviously the UFC, like, it's all it's all marketing at the end of the day. So they have to sell it as, like, this is going to be a great <laughs> fight. And so, like you said, the way you look at it is a guy that, like, doesn't have any experience. The way they see it is, like, no one's beaten him right, yet. Like, right. Right, could he He's be the next, the next rising star in the division? And then yeah, like, nope. eh, 20 seconds later, he Poor just guy. got his ass kicked. But, Poor uh, guy. That takes us to the heavyweights, uh, Volkov and Walt Harris. <laughs> We kind of got greedy on that one. We got a little. We we gave it. We took a shot. We took a shot on Walt Harris plus one thirty. Thought he might be able to get an early knockout against Volkov. He just never really looked like he was going to though. Yeah, let me say, if I had known that Volkov had that tattoo on his back, <laughs> that thing is horrifying. Yeah, right. I would have never bet against him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair, fair enough. He's like an evil, like gremlin face. Like it's just, it's a gnarly back tattoo. It's, that it's, thing must have taken hours. Yeah, for sure. Multiple visits. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, Walt Harris dominant. just didn't really look like he was ever going to get it done. He just he he lost a ton of weight for this fight, so we thought he might have a chance, but he. Uh, he, his gas tank didn't really look that much different. Just didn't look impressive at all. Um, it was it was tough because we, we wanted to have like a couple plus money dogs in this card. Not one plus money dog won on this entire card. Um, so that was our shot on Walt Harris. Didn't work out, but it's okay because luckily we, we picked a lot of favorites and they came in, uh, came in our favor. The next one was one that we were confident on. Robert Whitaker, or Bobby Knuckles as some call him, got the job done against Jared Cannonier. It was a pick em fight. We took Rob Whitaker. He just looked... As we described, he just looked a little bit like a, a, a tear up from you, you Jared could, Kennedy. The experience was was there. You Definitely. could see it, especially in the third. I remember I texted you in the third round. I was like, I think if Whitaker just doesn't get knocked out, he's going to win this fight. <laughs> the second I sent that text, he hammered right. Jared from Subway right. Cannoneer. And he just... <laughs> absolutely bloody this guy i don't know how cannoneer did not get knocked yeah. out that was impressive his legs were totally all over the place i texted you i was like he just has to stay just has to stay awake and he wins the fight <laughs> and then a second later I was like or or that that, that works <laughs> yeah, too you he can also kick his head into orbit that's fun yeah I, I don't know how cannoneer didn't go down and then cannoneer like he made it almost, close at the end yeah, he, almost he almost got came him back. Yeah. he almost got him that but. was a great sweat that was just like a great like a great be- fight to bet on you know it was exciting all the way through so they're does, back and forth does this one now mean that we're seeing robert whitaker against adesanya you think yep yep he gets the rematch next that's what dana white said yeah, i feel like adesanya is not going to want to do that i feel like he doesn't want rematches i feel like he always wants new bodies and yeah. he had said before right he said if cannoneer wins this fight i'll, I'll give him the title him. right title challenge right but, uh, so i think this probably does mean that there's a better chance of adesanya going up in weight and fighting uh whether that be john jones or someone else uh, at you know 205 um but yeah robert whitaker also I, i'd be interested in a rematch some people are like ah you know adesanya is too good yes i'd take adesanya to win the fight but i think robert whitaker is definitely the number two guy and i think uh, a rematch he might be able to pull out something from his bag of tricks um but yeah that was a great pick by us good good work mark 115 we, we take whitaker gets the job done and the main event of course habib Nurmagomedov. Who was a minus three fifty favorite uh, going into it? Beats Justin Gaethje uh, in a, in a great performance, and then retires after. What were your thoughts watching that one? 
So the first round I thought was great. Like I was like, yeah, a lot, was, of, a lot of pressure. Exactly what you thought. Like Gaethje was doing a good job of keeping him in the middle. Khabib got him up against the cage like in the last twenty seconds or something, right. which is no threat. Right. But you could just see how exhausting that is. Mm-hmm. Like Khabib is so precise in the way he cuts off the angles to get guys by the cage. You have to work so hard to scramble and stay on your feet so against hard. him. Yeah. You're working so hard staying on your feet. You might as well be getting choked <laughs> out on the ground. Like it, you're, you're losing pretty much the same amount yeah. of energy doing it. Yep. So the second round, I mean, it was like. I was like, all right, maybe he gets through this, but there's no way he's getting past the no. third. The gas tank on Khabib is just something else. It's just something else. Yeah, incredible. I mean, what a legend. Uh, he's, is there anyone the better than him ever? I think there he's... can't be. In any division, right. best best ever. He That's has what people to be. are talking about now. Is he the GOAT? I think he probably Retired is. Retired 29-0. Dude, nobody ever came close right. to beating him. Like, right. No one came close. No one made him bleed. No one rocked him super bad. No one had him like in any sorts of trouble. Apparently, he had a broken foot. Yeah, I Dana heard that White as well. said. They apparently had a broken foot. Three weeks <laughs> before the fight, didn't tell anyone, hey, by the way, my foot's broken when he won it. Uh, unbelievable career. I think the, I mean, the, the debate over the GOAT thing, the people compare him to John Jones, but... Khabib just always clean, never had any drug issues, never had any, uh, you know, trouble with the law, like was always, uh, other than jumping out of the cage against McGregor, but we're not going to get into that. Uh, just overall, just a clean uh, winner every time. You know what I mean? He just didn't lose. Yeah, he's just like very humble guy. So hard to do in that sport. Like boxing, to be undefeated in boxing is one thing, but to do it in MMA when there's so many ways to lose and get unlucky or get caught in something or get clipped by something, like to do that is unbelievable. Props to the guy. Thank you for the money along the way. <laughs> yeah, um, definitely. I appreciate that. Yeah, he, uh, yeah just a, an awesome uh, awesome final fight, too. Just it was a vintage, vintage could be, right? Vintage well, there was be. no hint of him. He kept the retirement thing to himself, right? Yeah, he like, did. Just all of a sudden. People thought he was going to retire at 30, you know, so they thought one more fight uh, was left with him because he said that was originally a goal that him and his father had made would be to get to 30, you know, and then retire. Um, so, yeah, no one expected the retirement after the 29th fight. Um but yeah, he, he pulled it off. And w- when you see a guy taking his gloves off like that in the in the interview, you're like, uh oh, like I think he's gonna retire. And that's sure enough, he did. Um, but yeah, I mean, credit to the guy. He said he uh, he said he promised his mother this was the last one. He didn't want to do it without his dad anymore. Fair enough. You've given uh, you've given us more than enough in this sport. An absolute legend. Uh, so that was a cool way to to watch him go out. I also noticed um, in the pre-fight, like they have the reels, like the where they hype the fight up and yeah. stuff. And in Khabib's interview, he was like saying, like, I already beat the best and stuff. Yeah, and he, he named did. all the people he beat, but he didn't mention McGregor. I <laughs> like love he didn't that. left his name out. Doesn't like giving him any attention whatsoever. Um, and yeah, he's right. I mean, he, he did say in his post-fight, he was like, what you know like mcgregor and poirier are gonna fight uh next and i've already choked both of them out like what do i have to what do i have to Dude, fight next no one is close to that right. guy in that division no one was ever going to be close right so i think he can retire confidently i like that um we're gonna cover an interesting sport this week jumping over to uh, our picks for this week uh i don't think anyone's ever brought rugby to the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. So or we the are... United States. <laughs> or the general, United States. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> I don't think they've brought it here yet. <laughs> but this this could be it. a landmark podcast. <laughs> we're going to do it. <laughs> we're going to do it. Um, we, uh, you know, we're the new guys. We're, we're, we're going to try some new stuff. We're going to bring in rugby. Uh, we're going to break down the Six Nations Rugby Tournament, which is an international tournament. Uh, <laughs> rugby tournament. And uh, there's some games coming up this Saturday, October 31st on Halloween. So we're going to break those down. And 
as we both know, we don't know a lot about rugby, right? Well, you're, you, you are from New Zealand, not from, but your dad's parents, from New Zealand. Yeah, my yeah. parents are from New Zealand, so I have, uh, I have some knowledge of, of rugby. I know. You ever been to a game? Yeah, I have. I've been to um, a match. I don't know what they call it. Yeah, I've been to a, I've been to a match. I've in, been to uh, one. Yeah. Yeah. I've been to one in New Zealand, but I haven't been. To I saw one. one when I was in England. I saw I saw the All Blacks play yeah. against Scotland. They smashed them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw the All Blacks play as well um, in New Zealand. For those unaware, the All Blacks are New Zealand's uh, national team. Um, just they wear all black. Yeah, they wear. All... They do the haka. You have to know what it's it is. It's pretty cool. Unless you're living under a rock. Um, yeah, the going to a rugby game is awesome. Uh, watching rugby is awesome. So. If you get the chance to uh, play some wagers with us and uh, watch your first rugby match, please do. But we don't have as much experience in betting on rugby. We're going to be straight up. So we decided we're going to bring in an expert, right? So we were, we were brainstorming who's a good person who knows We've got a, guy. a lot about rugby. <laughs> do we have a guy? Oh, my gosh. We have a guy. Uh, you want to break down who we're going to bring on to the podcast this week? Our first, our first yeah, guest. Yeah, first ever guest on the show. Let's do it. He's calling in from Europe. He's in Ireland yeah, right now. That's he's, right. He's overseas. We're not gonna we're not gonna call someone in the United States to talk about rugby. That doesn't no. make sense. Yeah. So we, we got an American kid, but uh, <laughs> he's he's one of Kyle and I's college buddies. Right. And he is absurd. So uh, <laughs> we'll have he'll break down his own background. But I can tell you the story about how Kyle and I met him, or how I met him at least. I didn't meet him until my senior year of college. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember being at this dive bar like everyone goes to and uh, it was like a monday or a tuesday night you know senior year like you kind of have yeah, everything yeah, under yeah. control at that point so you can For go sure. out on the weekdays and there's this random guy there he was there by himself <laughs> and uh, he was just hanging out with like my group of friends so i just assumed that like he was like with our friend group right and uh he comes up to me introduces himself his name's kieran yeah and uh, this guy's like a total like santa monica like guy <laughs> he's like the type of guy that like people on the east coast and the midwest like they dream about like they're yeah, like there's yeah, no yeah. like he's an enigma for sure he's like what's up bro like my name's kieran i was like oh yeah like good to meet you whatever and he's like dude you're not gonna believe this he starts going into this story he's like i was with this chick last night and he's like you know how you have that ball under your tongue like you know what i'm talking about like there's like that little yeah, ball. yeah yeah he's like yeah i was like i was with this girl and like she bit the ball from under my tongue out <laughs> i'm like what and he uh and he opens his mouth and shines his iPhone flashlight is, on it. Is it is, yeah, it's completely, completely gone. It's like there's like there's clearly been blood in his mouth. Oh like it's God. all like blood red. He's like, yeah, dude. Like, he just hurts, met you. Hurts so bad. I'm like, oh, what, what, what did you do? He's like, oh, well, so I was gargling hydrogen peroxide, but then I started throwing up and I was sick all night. Like it's been absolutely brutal. I was like, dude, what? Oh my God. And he's asking me like, "Oh, where do you live?" I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm like right down the street." He's like, "Oh yeah, I live, uh, I live like right over there too. Like, I'll walk back with you or whatever." So he walks back like past my house, and he keeps going to his house. And I okay. ask my friends, I'm like, "Where'd you guys meet Who that, was guy? that guy?" They're like, "I've never seen that guy in my life. <laughs> never met him." And then since then, he knew where my house was. Right. So he was just our house. We yeah. lived together. Yeah. And so he would he, just would, come he, by. he would just walk by the house like at random times <laughs> in the day, and just like we would just be like boys, and like yeah, man, he'd come over. We'd be like playing FIFA. He'd be like, dude, let me let me get next game. Yeah, he'd just be there. Yeah, it's like Tuesday at two p.m. I'd be playing <laughs> FIFA against this guy. Like I'd be beating him like nine zero. <laughs> I'm like, dude, like, how are you so bad at this? He's like, oh, well, I started microdosing acid, so like, it's like really hard to like focus, focus. on FIFA right now. <laughs> like, I'm like, dude, it's it's 2 p.m. on a Tuesday <laughs> afternoon. Like, this guy was insane. You'll and never I, find anyone like him. No, it literally it, hilarious. I'm hyped that he's a rugby yeah. guy to come on the show. Yeah. I, I remember he uh, he the the first time so after the first night that I met him. This is all time. After the first night I met him, he calls me 
on like that Friday. It was a Friday morning and like Thursdays, as we mentioned in the past on the show, are like a big night at our school. So I get a FaceTime from an unknown number (laughs) on a Friday. I'm like, I ignore it. I'm never going to answer an unknown number FaceTime. Yeah. Don't answer it. Hang it up. Like get a call back. Don't answer it. Keep getting (laughs) calls back. Finally, I answer the, I answer it and it's him and he's in the car and he's like, uh, Oh, how you doing, my man? I'm like, dude, like, how did you get my number? Like, yeah. what the hell? Yeah. And he's like, dude, you're not going to believe this. He's like, yeah, I was with this girl last night, and uh, she left her ID at my house. And now I'm driving up to uh, San Luis Obispo, like, where there's, like, a big party scope okay. there, Cal Poly Slow. He's like, because I'm going to this girl's uh, sorority formal, and she's not, she's only 20, but this girl that I piped last night kind of looks like her, so I just brought the ID with me oh to use as a fake. God. And he's, like, driving in the car, and he, like, had this girl's ID with him, and he was like, dude, like, I think she's going to, like, want that for the weekend. He's oh. like, whatever. And this kid's just insane. This yeah, is, I was, like, the morning after I met him or something. It was yeah, like, if you haven't gotten the idea yet, he's, he's a, he's a like, crazy entertaining guy. But I love him. He's yeah. the absolute man. We became good friends after Su- that. Super funny. The first time I met him, same sort of deal, just, like, already acts like he's known you for, like, a hundred years, which is awesome. Uh, he, he immediately becomes best buddies with you. Uh, but yeah, he's, he's got his own language uh, where he's kind of just like has all these catchphrases that you've never heard <laughs> yeah. before. And so like the first couple times I met him, he'd be like, oh, like, what's geese, my goose? And I'm like, no one, no one says that. Like, he just, he always says something that you're like, is that, is that a thing? He that- calls people a queese. That's his thing. He's like, he's <laughs> yeah. like you're, you're a queese. <laughs> to this day, I have no idea what that means. Anyway, we needed to bring on a rugby expert to help us out uh, with the Six Nations tournament. Uh, bring bring a new sport yeah, after, to the After SGP all of this, we, we, should, we were making him sound like some clown. He's, he's actually like <laughs> he's six, a, six yeah. four, like athlete. <laughs> yeah, and he, he went to St. Mary's to play rugby, which is like a top uh, NCAA rugby right. school. But he transferred to our school because the girls at St. Mary's weren't <laughs> hot enough. That's what he said. So he came to Chapman for the girls and he did pretty well for himself. So we're going to have him uh, break down some Six Nations for yep, us. Yep, he loves rugby. Uh, he, he's got lots of family that, that are rugby, rugby fans. He's over in Europe, as we mentioned. But before we bring on Kieran Kerwin, our rugby expert, a quick word from mybookie.ag. At mybookie, winning season means the NFL is in full swing, and it's your chance to win big. There's no sweeter feeling than watching your team storm back in the fourth to win the game and put cash in your pocket. Whether you're a first-time player or a veteran to the game, taking underdogs or siding with the favorites, the fact is there won't be a better time to get on the in on the action. Join now using our promo code SGP20, and you can grab a free $20 wager with your first deposit to bet on anything in the sportsbook. That's right. My bookie is giving you the chance to make your first ever bet a winning one, and it's on the house. Nothing beats NFL action, and nothing, absolutely nothing, beats free money. So join now and take advantage. Don't even think about it. Head over to my bookie now and get your stake in the game. You can also pre-order Sean Green's new comedy album, This Loss Hurts Us All, for only $3.99. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Sean. The album title comes from something his dad yelled after an Eagles loss. There are many of them. If a $3.99 album wasn't good enough, we also got a chance for you, DGENs, to win big pre-order by October 26 and send in a screenshot to podcast at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. One winner will get $100 cash, an SGP hoodie, and a chance to give out their lock, dog, and tease on air. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Sean. 
up on Thrive Fantasy this season. Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. With Thrive, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. If you're doing the NFL, you choose 10 out of the 20 available player props and build your lineup. For other sports, you choose five out of 10 of the available player props to build your lineup. Each prop is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and under based on how likely it is to hit. Hit the most props and rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has over $50,000 in guaranteed prizes weekly and has awarded over 1,600,000 in cash prizes. Use that promo code SGP when you sign up today and you'll receive an instant match up to $50 with your first deposit. Download Thrive Fantasy on the App Store or Play Store by visiting their website www.thrivefantasy.com. Sign up and prop up today and don't forget that promo code SGP. And last but certainly not least, Ace Per Head is still here to help you start your own sportsbook. What are you waiting for? They'll provide you with an all-inclusive professional betting site with all the lines updated to the second and wagers graded immediately. They have top-notch customer support going 24-7 in some of the sharpest lines in the industry. Plus, Ace Per Head offers live betting and an amazing mobile experience. Get started today, and Ace is offering up to six weeks free. Just go to aceperhead.com SGP. That's aceperhead.com SGP. Without further ado, Mark, let's bring on the first guest I'm hyped. in Bout That Action history. Here he is, our rugby expert, Kieran Kerwin. Joining us on the line, how are you, Kieran? Yeah, I'm, do- I'm good, man. How are you doing? Good. Happy to have you on the show. You're the first guest in Bout That Action history. You're a piece of our podcast history. How so. does that feel? Yeah, it feels good, Mark. Thanks for asking. Um, I mean, I've 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 been following your guys' podcast for a couple weeks now. I'm truly invested into it. I know you guys have a passion for sports and sports betting, um, but I think it's time that the Americans get a little bit of taste of rugby, especially I like since it. USA is actually one of the more dominant teams in the sevens. Um, and I'll let you know. The truth that in the future, the 15s game, USA is going to shine. Uh, they didn't do too well the last World Cup in Japan of 2019, but I'm looking forward to them um, beating these big clubs. Uh, they beat Scotland a couple of years ago, but yeah, I think it's time It's time we get down to business. And I like it. Yeah, you're telling me from- USA has rugby. <laughs> USA does have rugby. What are they, rugby just like, the they're just like washed up football players? Like, what's the deal? Where are we breeding these guys? Where are we breeding them? Well, it's funny you say that, Mark. Um, <laughs> USA, actually, if you look back at the very, very, very past, and I think it's the ni- early 1900s, USA actually beat France in the Olympics for rugby. I don't know. I think it's 1904, maybe 1910. Jeez. USA like 110 won. 10 years ago? <laughs> no, I don't, no, I don't even know if my great-grandfather was born at that time. Oh, Mark. Mark, your great-grandfather. <laughs> grandma or grandpa was born but you but uh rugby has been uh, a prevalent sport um um in in our country's history so here's my here's my question just i feel like it's good to get off the bat is why why should the listeners be listening to your advice what what give us a little bit about who you are what's your background myself yes no of course mark um so my mother is from england and south africa She's from both. (laughs) She's from both, yes. How did that birth work? Like, (laughs) those countries are really far apart. I'm about to tell you, Mark. Um, (laughs) So she she was born in Zimbabwe with a British mother and a Scottish father Mm. who grew up in a... I think my grandfather played uh, rugby for many years. 
and he um, she was influenced by the game as a young child and when she moved over from she grew up in Zimbabwe to South Africa grew up in South Africa and then moved to the UK and England and then she moved over to America so she's she's hopped around a little bit she's very she's very uh, woke as they say in, right. in the in the new era <laughs> and so she met my father who's American Irish Irish American who my father has an Irish mother and an American dad and he played rugby growing up um, in Reed College, which is in Oregon. Yeah, Steve Jobs and went there. He played, exactly. Shout out to the boy. <laughs> um, and so they, I think that was kind of what brought them together was besides the good looking father and good looking mother, <laughs> good looking children. Right. Um, they had that mutual bond of rugby. Cool. Rugby's and part of your, it's part of your family's history. Correct. And you played, yes. right? You played rugby? Yeah, you played in college. I did. I, I played I played up into college, and then I tore my Achilles on a bicycle chain. Oh, wow. Um, I remember that, actually. I think that was, like, one of the oh. first conversations we had was you had, like, an absolutely destroyed heel, and you were if, describing if I don't, me. If I don't, if I don't uh, recall, uh, Mark, I think that's the only thing you remember from college. <laughs> that was a shot. Yeah, can we, uh, what's a, uh, what's a, what's a good, what's the first uh, short story, like one-line story that comes to mind one when line. someone brings up Mark you Glass? You one-line. Yeah, what, what's, oh. the, what's the first thing you, you get think one, of? You get one paragraph. Someone says Mark. Or Mark Kyle. Glass. You can do it about Kyle, too. Kyle's, Kyle's on his fair share. Oh, I... I, I, we'll keep it PG-13 for the yeah. listeners. We'll, we'll go rated R later. But anyway, <laughs> rugby, rugby. I've been to three, if I think three World Cups. Okay. In 2003, I went to a World Cup in Australia. I've been to the one in New Zealand, 2011, and I went to last year's one in Japan. So I'm an avid follower. I love the sport. I actually just woke up this morning to watch the NRL Grand Final which is rugby league, different to rugby union. Right. I'm, I watch the sevens. I go in Vegas every year. I'm, I'm a, a huge fan. Put it in front of me. I'll root for a team. I love the game. I think it's the greatest game on earth. People say soccer. I know Mark loves it. But <laughs> rugby, rugby, the physicality mixed with the team building and teamwork and the just it's it's a, it's what there's a there's a quote it's a hooligans game played by gentlemen i've heard that one i like yeah that. The, the rugby players are specimens because these guys are built like football players but they run like soccer right. players and it's, have, it's pretty yeah, crazy definitely let's go ahead yeah. let's go ahead and jump into some picks uh for some uh an exciting opportunity coming up for some of our listeners to uh Bet on their first rugby matches. Uh, I know the Six Nations rugby tournament's going on. Uh, there's some matches coming up this Saturday, October 31st. Uh, let's Correct. go ahead. Let's go ahead and jump into one of the matchups. If you uh, wouldn't mind breaking it down a little bit for us, we've got Wales, a minus 260 favorite over on my bookie. They take on Scotland, a plus 210 underdog. The spread is at mm -hmm. five and a half. Could you give us an idea of, of what you think about this game? Because Mark and I have absolutely nothing to to offer. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll tell you this. It, it's at minus, what, 260, you said? Yes, on Wales. Minus 260 and minus five and a half? Yes. I'd say if you're thinking about taking insurance about it out of your house, I'd put the money on Wales. Okay. Because not only are the Welsh a little bit tougher than the Scottish, sorry <laughs> to say, but Wales just got utterly embarrassed 
last night against France. They lost 20, sorry, 38 to 21. Wales was actually leading the majority of the first half. And France uh, put on three unanswered tries in the start of the second half, if not at the beginning. Um, a tries when they score, Mark. Yeah, tries. That's, a that's try, a point. A try, yes. For the, <laughs> very basic, a very elementary level here. <laughs> Yeah, I could tell just nothing registered on Mark's face when you said that. I was like, so they they tried for the beginning of the half. (laughs) They tried. No, a try is considered a touchdown, and then the conversion is the PAT. So it's five points for a touchdown. Mm. Actually, fun fact, touchdown originates from rugby because they touch the ball down. Physically touch the ball down, yes. Wow, I thought it was because of airplanes. Anyways, (laughs) so we're we're taking Wales at minus 260. We're putting our house on that. (laughs) That's what he recommended. That was your exact words? I I would. I just bought a van about last week, (laughs) and I would consider Wales is coming off a terrible, terrible outing against the French, uh, the French in Paris. They they started off strong and they broke the cook. When the cookie crumbles, it crumbles. Scotland has nothing on this t- on this game. They're just playing because it's the last round of the Six Nations. Mm-hmm. I would take Wales. I reckon Wales will win between 14 and 21 points. Right. So you like Wales on a bounce back after an embarrassing loss oh, to get the job 100%, done. Oh, 100%, 100% chance. Their number 10, Dan Bigger, is an unreal fly half and their fullback uh lee halfpenny one of the greats has been he got in i've heard, I've heard of that guy mark you're laughing I, I, <laughs> I've, I've, heard, <laughs> I've heard of halfpenny what the hell is does, a fly does, half does lee, halfpenny lee play halfpenny. for the uh does he play for the uh the lions when that they make that lions yes, team yes that's yes, how lions. i know oh, that guy. okay yeah, I know that guy. Yes, so the Lions, the Lions is England, Scotland, Wales, and Ireland. It's a combination them. of the best players, and then they play. Sick. They're actually playing South Africa in June and Ju- no July and August this summer, which I may be going to. Cross my fingers. Sweet, but yeah. So to sum up that uh, that match, I would take Wales. Awesome. Easy minus five, minus two sixty is too generous. Scotland. They've got nothing to lose. They're just playing for shits and giggles. They actually lost to the U.S. I think last year, if not the year before. Oh, so. That's all the more, Wales, all the more reason. Easy, easy pick. <laughs> I like it. Let's move on to uh, quite a mismatch on paper. I mean, we don't know too mm-hmm. much about the rankings of uh, of national teams in rugby, but Italy, a plus one thousand two hundred underdog, taking on an England team who is a minus five thousand favorite. That, those are some big prices. The spread is set at twenty seven and a half points uh what can we learn about this one so it's funny you say that 27 and a half points if i recall correctly the yesterday ireland played italy and ireland won i think it was 50 to 7 let me just double check on that um and they the spread was minus 28 Mm. correct and where is that game? Fifty to seventeen was the final score yesterday. Okay. Which is if if Mark, I know he was a finance major, some <laughs> businessman. I think that's completely what, false. A, <laughs> it's completely false. Thirty thirty-three point <laughs> victory. And okay. what's funny is too, is the Irish actually started off very, very slow. Italy scored the first points of the game. Wow. They were head over heels. They have a new fly half. They have a brand new team. They're full of energy. But little do they know that the Irish team, they haven't played together in seven months because of COVID. And Ireland came out with fire. 
and they have this new winger. I don't know his name. He was incredible. He had two, two tries, a couple assists. Unreal win for the Irish. What's and the uh, I, what, what's the scouting report on the English team though? Yeah, can they cover a can they cover a spread that big? The English team. Here's the thing. If you go up on the Guinness Six Nations table, you look at points for. Mm-hmm. England has 87 points for. Italy only has 39. But mm-hmm. then you look again. Look at points against. England has had 72, and Italy has 144. Italy uh-huh. lets up weak tries. Like I said, when the cookie crumbles, it crumbles. Uh-huh. If England, if England can get a good start, they'll probably put on 25, if not 30 points in the first half. They'll bring bring on the reserves around 60 minutes, mm-hmm. and their reserves aren't their weak players. It's actually the guys who are trying to prove a point. Mm-hmm. If I was a smart man, I would take England minus 28 and forget about the money line. England, England's also fighting for that bonus point to finish at top of the table because it's the last round of the Six Nations. So, awesome! I like I that. Take England- 28 easy yeah when the cookie crumbles it, it crumbles. crumbles that might we're gonna yeah, put that on a t-shirt <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome let's go ahead and jump into the last game here france takes on ireland these are two solid teams i know a little bit from from my limited rugby knowledge these are two solid teams france a minus 180 favorite taking on ireland a plus 155 underdog the spread is a small one it's at three and a half points kieran what do you think all right, boys. The first two were gimmies. <laughs> this last one, it's a night game, France versus Ireland. This is probably the biggest game for both sides in terms of Six Nations because if you look at the past, England's won Six Nations, Ireland's won Six Nations, Wales won. When these teams usually win, it's called the Grand Slam. I know you guys haven't heard of that. That's where you sweep I every opponent. I thought that was a tennis thing. <laughs> it is. It's also the thing you order at Denny's. At <laughs> That's you. I don't know about no, me. Mark, Mark, I've been there with you. <laughs> You're not getting away with that one. <laughs> but, but you you typically look at a Grand Slam, which is where you beat the rep. It's six nations, six teams, and you beat the other five teams. Okay. Every team so far has had a loss, which means that the competition is high. Mm-hmm. These teams are obviously just came off the Rugby World Cup. They're a little bit beaten up. But I'll tell you what, Dupont, which is the French scrum half, and Maxi <laughs> Medar. No, no, not Maxi Medar. Excuse me, excuse me. He's, uh, what's his name? It's one of the, uh, I'm looking it up right now. Well, here, here's one a... Of the, Here's a question yeah, that I have is I know the French national soccer team they're mm-hmm. mostly like like French African immigrant yeah. like demographically is that the same for rugby as well like or is it mostly like the like I don't know how they describe but you know non-African French guys like what does that profile of the team look like So here's here's the thing it's it's very controversial these days with with rugby because I'm I'm reading the squad list there's a guy named Viri Viriimi Vakatawa, who's their left wing, who plays for France. On paper, I don't think he's from France. <laughs> Vakatawa, yeah, he's Japanese. Vakatawa, <laughs> and, and and what's funny is too, Japan, who just did very very well in the World Cup, no, no not discrediting them at all. They have a bunch of South African guys like Van de Westhaven or something who plays. <laughs> 
who play on their team, who are their starters too, or one of their better players. It's it's kind of controversial where you can say, oh, well, they're not really French. But if I read the rest of France's lineup, I mean, Vincent Rates, Jefferson Poirot. I like the accent. He's... Yeah, you got a great, yeah. great French <laughs> accent. Wow. I learned French from Mark in high school. <laughs> but the, here, here, ready? The guy who's going to be the game changer and oh, who was hear. the game changer last night for France. Mm. Teddy Thomas, who is their left wing, 27 years old. He is, is he from Alabama. <laughs> he sounds and like an American, right? He sound he sounds American. He he has the Basquiat haircut. He's got that kind of he's got that dreadlock in a bun. Uh. He is wicked 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 fast, wicked smart like from fucking Goodwill hunting. <laughs> wicked smart. And this guy, he changes the, every time he touches the ball, he knows what to do. He knows whether to pass, whether to kick or take it in. Mm. And the French, I told you that French scrum half, it's, it, they have it figured out. And if I were, I know I'm Irish, I carry an Irish passport. I was just in Dublin for two months working. Mm-hmm. If I were, what what is it? What are the, what's the line again? France was minus 180. Ireland was a plus 155. And the spread, the spread, the spread was three and a half points. To France? Yep. Hmm. I mean, this is where you make your money, right here. This is where you. This is where you make your money. If I were a smart man, no dis- discredit to my country and my people, mm. I would take France minus three. Are you a smart man, world. though? Well, I learned everything. I learned everything I know from you, Mark. Oh, so I, am, I don't know I how I take that. Every, every, everything comes back to you, mate. It's like recycling. <laughs> it's but, like recycling. I would, I would honestly, I would honestly take France because they're playing a more high-speed game. They have a better backs. They have better backs. Excuse me. Their backline is electric. Ireland made far too many mistakes in the first half, especially against a weak Italian side. Okay. I don't know. I like it's it. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a tough one. The first two games you gave me were total gimmies. Right. I think France Ireland, as you can read from the table, is one a cl- sitting yeah, at a one sitting matchup. at the top, one sitting at three. Right. And it's also, I know you guys don't know, it's about bonus points, mm-hmm. which means if you scored three tries, you get a bonus point, or if you stay within seven points, you get a bonus point. Okay. So. Okay, I like I it. Know. I like it. Uh, those were some. That was some good. That was a good breakdown. Um, before we before we let you go and close out the show, there is one big matchup. Uh, it's not in the Six Nations. We'll bounce out of it really quick. But there is a rugby championship matchup between Australia and New Zealand. I've been watching those mm-hmm. matches. I'm sure you have as well. Um, mm-hmm. Australia is a plus 255 underdog. Uh, New Zealand a minus 305 favorite with a nine and a half point spread. Uh, what what's a quick a quick breakdown before we let you go on on this one, if you wouldn't mind? Well, so this is the Bledsoe Club, correct? Mm. Yeah, so the first game was probably one of the best matches I've seen. Ended in a draw, right? Yes, it was one of the best matches I've seen between these two sides since 2003 where they had that epic rivalry and Australia came out on top in the semifinal of the World Cup. In 2003, you were six years old, is that right? (laughs) Yeah, I was was actually there, Mark. Oh, (laughs) Oh, my bad. So... I would say this. I would say Australia definitely has a very, very 
high class team, high energy. They've 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 rebuilt their structure around what they've had in the last I would say six or seven years. They've been struggling. They got swept by England in 2016 when England came over. To sum this up, All Blacks are missing their star player Artie Sevilla, who I think is their captain. Maybe not. No, but he's he's set to miss this third this third match, which. As you as you can tell, Mark, I know you were the captain of the club soccer team. <laughs> oh, that's a shot fired right there. I don't know intermural if I, team might as well. Yeah, be. I think it was intramurals. I don't even know if it was club. It's hard. It's hard not having your leader out there. Well, <laughs> at, at what is it? Minus nine. Yeah, minus nine and a half. Nine point five. Where is it being played? In New Zealand. Yeah. 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 I'm. I'm gonna. I'm even going. I know the first game was a tie. Mm-hmm. And I know the last game, Caleb Clark on the wing too. That young, yeah, uh, he dude, he's, he just runs he's, people over. If you're looking for a fun guy to watch, unreal. Caleb Clark you know will what? run a guy over. TJ per- TJ Perinara. You got Bowden Barrett. You got mm-hmm. Jordy Barrett. You got the, you got the whole squad in there. Right. Uh, I mean, as much as I want Australia to put up a match, I think it's a gimme. I think New Zealand without without their star. Artie Mark Sevilla mm-hmm. in in that lineup, it's really it's gonna be a beatdown because New Zealand. I don't know if many people know it's it's a it's their culture, it's the way of life. Rugby is it's like American football in a smaller country where people actually right. It's there's not multiple teams. There's one team. Just how you, you just be, how you hold an, an Irish passport. I actually hold a New Zealand passport thanks to my parents. Ladies and gentlemen, boys <laughs> and girls, give them a round of applause. <laughs> thank you. Thank give you. one of those. I do. And, uh, and serious, I couldn't agree serious. more. It's a total. It's a total culture over there. Uh, and when, it's when, when it's a culture, it's a different style. Right. Right. But I would take I would take the All Blacks. All right, I'm, I'm working on my uh, I'm working on my Greek passport right now for EU. How's how's our rugby team doing? Oh, mate, you can work on your uh, work on your soccer first. I know you want to watch the I actually have a I actually have a, a final question that I just sure. came to my head for Kieran. Mm. We have a, a lot of listeners that are uh, trying to become bookies. <laughs> Kieran was a short-lived bookie, if I remember correctly, yeah. in college. Is that right? You you heard it first. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I specifically was recalling during this interview a time I I remember it was a, it was a Friday morning, it was after a Thursday night that we were out at Chapman. I was in my bed, I wake up. Kieran just like walks into my house, and uh, he slides my door open. I'm just like knocked out. It's like 8:30 a.m. This guy's like fully dressed, like full energy, because this guy's a freak of nature. And I'm I'm just laying there. He's like, bro. I'm like, dude, what's the what's the matter? He's like, yeah, like last night I woke up with this girl in my bed that was not as hot as I remember and also someone stole $8,000 from my <laughs> sports book. <laughs> I was like, I can't help you with either of those things. So my question is for you. Yeah, what's your question? Your, your overall, get the rundown of your overall experience being a bookie at a small school where kids have a lot of money that they're willing to burn and also any advice on uh, how someone might start their own sports book or should they even do it at all? Um... You know what? I probably wouldn't recommend doing it. <laughs> Did you ever find the money? Yeah, yeah, no, no. That was that was don't worry about that. I got that. <laughs> but here here's here's the thing. Here's the thing I, I would say with with running a sports book. And because 
the thing that you the thing that you don't want it to interfere with is your relationships with your friends mm. as in if i have kyle you and mark on my book as you say and let's say kyle is a absolute idiot which he's not because he's from music <laughs> So let's, let's say, say I'm on the book. <laughs> yeah. Mark, we're getting to you. But let's focus on Kyle first. Let's say Kyle loses $1,000, right? Mm. And then Mark wins $500. Hey, Kyle, can you send me $1,000? Oh, yeah, man, money's tight. I can't right. get it to you now. Man. Then I got to tell you, Mark, Hey, sorry, man. I can't get you this because Kyle. Because uh, of Kyle. The next thing you know, Kyle. I got I got to go kneecap Kyle. Yeah, now yeah. you hate me. I see <laughs> the issue. But, but you don't have to deal with him, is you know what I mean? You right. Don't have, there's no there's no middle there's no middleman like that's that's whatever my job. Mm. So so what I'm saying is, if if Kyle can't pay when when it's due. It's and I can't and then therefore let's say I only have two clients therefore I can't pay you Mark. Mm-hmm. It's like, wh- how what 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 is the level of what of nagging or pressure I have to put on Kyle to right. pay? You know what I mean? Yeah, yep. that's, that's it, great it insight comes, there. Comes yep. down to the point where Kyle, you Kyle, <laughs> you <dog>. Kyle, <laughs> you and Mark are my friends, and it's like I'm not gonna go chase you down for this right. amount of money for. Yep. For someone else, it's like, what's what? What am I getting at here? There's right. no, there's no positive like benefit to. Advice it. is don't start your own sports book unless you're teaming up with Ace Per Head, one of the sponsors on the show. Yeah, maybe that's something we uh, advise. We've got a sponsor on the show, Ace Per Head, and uh, their whole thing is they make it super easy to start your own sports. They'll book. take care of you. Need they to will. Yeah, they book. they will hire a henchman to go kneecap your friend, <laughs> so you don't have to do it. There you go, <laughs> Kieran. It's been awesome having you on a. A, uh, some some advice from a former college bookie, a, a rugby handicapper, a rugby expert. A top sender. A top sender. An awesome <laughs> guy to have on the show. Uh, we appreciate you taking the time. Uh, where can people give you a follow if maybe they want to follow you on social media or, or check you out? How about this? You follow Mark and then you follow me. <laughs> Dude, I'm off the gram. Mark's, Mark's off the gram. Follow uh, Kyle. You can uh, follow me. You can and follow me at metalworld underscore quiz. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Kieran always, Kieran always had the best Instagram handles back in the day. That's one thing I miss about social media. Right. My day it was, uh, it was uh, Professor Finesser and Robert Downey Humor. Metal World Quiz. Here it is. Go give him a follow. You can spell Metal World Quiz. You can give me a follow. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair follow enough. Mark. Fair enough. All right. Thanks again for for tuning in, Kieran. We appreciate it. See you, bro. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate. it. Thanks again to Kieran for coming on as our first guest. Before we wrap up the show, Mark, any last words before we enjoy our NFL Sunday and a great week of sports? Um, no, the usual. Sports are tight. I'm excited. I'm excited to learn about rugby. Yeah. To watch rugby. I think it'll be. Uh, I think it'll be an interesting time and maybe uh, take our lives up to the next level. And happy Halloween.
It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.